Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Brian Krumah. Reverend Brian Krumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. We are grateful, we are thankful this afternoon for this beautiful opportunity you have given us to hear your word. We pray, Lord, that your word will bring us great inspiration. Your word will bring us great profit. Your word will bring us correction. Your word will bring us instruction in the name of Jesus. Your word will cause us to walk in righteousness. Give us of your Holy Spirit to minister to our hearts this afternoon in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Why don't you sit on top of your enemies? As we hear the word of God. And this afternoon, I want to share a short message with you that I call, Honor Your Prophet. I like the five people who are excited about my message. Honor Your Prophet. Honor Your Prophet. Wonderful. Amen. Well, now, you, uh, if you have been around for a while, you realize that our church is a full gospel church. Our church teaches everything that is in the scriptures. And we take everything that is in the scriptures with all seriousness. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, the Bible says, all scripture, say all scripture. Say all scripture. scripture. Say that means everything in the Bible. Say everything in my Bible. Bible. Say all scripture. scripture. The Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture. Everything that is in the scriptures is given by inspiration of God. Amen. Amen. And it says, and it's profitable for doctrine. It's profitable for doctrine. That means when we put it together to teach you, teach you continuously, it will profit you. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. It is profitable for doctrine. It is profitable for reproof. It is profitable for correction. It means it is profitable to rebuke you, to correct you, and it's profitable for instruction. To tell you what to do. What are instructions? Instructions are messages that tell you what to do. Amen. Amen. It's profitable for instruction. Unto, and it's profitable for righteousness. To make you walk righteously. God has given us everything that is in the scriptures. Hallelujah. And so we stress on everything that is in the scriptures. When it comes to salvation and soul winning, we are very loud on it. And we speak loudly and boldly about it. Just as we speak about marriage, when, we come, when it comes to marriage and husband's behavior, we are strong on it. What the Bible says about husband's behavior, wife's behavior, we are strong on it. And we stress it. And we, we expect that our, 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 our children or we will live by the word as husbands, as wives, in marriage, in families, as children. We stress on all of these. Just as we stress on faith and tithe and the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, everything that is in the scriptures are important to us. Amen. Amen. Now, another area that we give equal importance and value to is honor. Honor. We talk about honor on many occasions. We talk about honor on when we we have Father's Day. We talk about honor when we have Mother's Day. We talk about honor of the wife to the husband, 
the husband to the wife. We talk about honor every time. Amen. Amen. When it comes to marriage, we stress on honor. Hallelujah. Now, one other area that we stress on honor is in regards to prophets or the messengers of God that he gives us. We stress on that honor. And once it is coming from the scriptures, you ought to also open your ears and open your heart to receive with all of your heart. Amen. Amen. What I have seen as a pastor is that there are a few occasions where some people join us in a church in a season when we are talking about such things, such as honoring our prophets, honoring our pastors, and sometimes they don't understand and they are not patient enough to wait to understand what the scripture is saying. And so, sometimes they leave. Do you understand? They get offended. And they, they say all kinds of things. That you are worshipping a man. You are doing this. Is he a God? Is he this? No. But I believe when we open the scriptures and we explain and you are patient and you give hearts and ears to it, you will understand. Amen. 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 Someone was in a church and was annoyed and says, because of the way we talk about our prophet, you know, the person didn't want to come back to the church. And that is a shame. That is unfortunate. Amen. Apostle Joel said something. He said, the things that you treat well, the things that are in your life that you treat well are the things that you benefit from. And I strongly agree with that statement. That the things that you treat well are the things that will bring you benefit. Amen. Amen. Those are the things that will bring you benefit. Hallelujah. Something can be of great value or great quality. If you don't treat it well, you will not benefit from it. If you don't value it, you will not benefit from it. You can have a good quality pair of shoes. If you don't treat it well, you will not benefit from it. You will say it's not good. It may be a very good quality pair of shoes, but if it's raining, you are running with it. Wherever you see mud, you are just walking in it. You know, you don't, have, you don't treat it with such value. That's not going to last, even though they are good quality. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? You can have education, but if you don't have value for education, you will not benefit from it. You will not benefit from marriage if you don't have value for the marriage that you have. You will not benefit from it. Amen. Amen. So when you have something, a good quality something, and you value it, that is when you receive benefits from it. Hallelujah. Parents are of great value. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, verse 2 and 3, it says, honor thy father and mother. Honor them. Treat them with honor. You see them around like that, you know, they wake up, they go to the same places you go, use the bathroom just like you, and, you know, you... Sometimes they do certain things. You hear them fight, talk, say certain things that, you know, but the Bible says, honor them. There are some good things that you get from them if you can only honor them. Amen. Amen. It says that it may be well with you when you honor parents. It will be well with you and you will live long. That is if you honor the parents. Hallelujah. So what about prophets? Matthew chapter 10 and verse 41. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 41. The Bible says, He that receiveth a prophet, he that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet 
shall receive a prophet's reward. He that receiveth a prophet, he that receives a prophet. Now, to receive a prophet means you welcome a prophet. Do you understand? You treat a prophet with honor. That means if a prophet were to walk in here, we stand for the prophet. We acknowledge the prophet. Do you understand? If you receive a prophet and you are receiving him in the name of a prophet, the Bible says you shall receive a prophet's reward. What is that? That means that the reward that comes to prophets, the rewards that come to someone who sits in the office as a prophet, you who receives him, you receive the same reward. Amen. If you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. And he says, if you receive a righteous man in the name of a righteous man, then you receive a righteous man's reward. If you receive your boss in the name of a righteous boss, you receive a righteous boss's reward. Amen. Amen. You see that soon you are getting to where your boss is. Amen. So if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you acknowledge him as a prophet. That is when you receive a prophet's reward. Look at the New Living Translation. It says, if you receive a prophet as one who speaks for God, you will be given the same reward as a prophet. You will realize that how you receive a prophet, now you begin to even preach like a prophet. When people hear your message, they think that's the prophet's son or that's the prophet's message. Then the blessings that God gives to the prophet, you see the same blessings coming to you. You are not the prophet, but you acknowledge a prophet. You receive him as a prophet. The Bible says you receive a prophet's reward. And if you receive righteous people because of their righteousness, you will be given a reward like this. Hallelujah. You don't understand the word this afternoon. John chapter 1 and verse 6. John chapter 1 and verse 6. The Bible says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light. That was the true light which lighted every man that cometh into the world. Wow. When you hear that someone is described as the light that lights every man that comes into the world. Are you one of the people that come into the world? So does it mean that this person can light your life? It says the true light that lights every man that comes into the world. That means that he is a person that everyone would like to have. If you are in this world, then you need this person. You need this light. He's this light that lies in your life that takes you out of darkness. He is the light that gives you light in the direction that you should go to avoid certain mistakes. Wouldn't you want to have such a light in your life? Everyone, you would think that everyone would like to have such a light in their lives. Everyone will welcome such light. You are the true light that lights every man that comes into the world. I am in the world. I need this light. And so that is what you will think. Amen. Amen. The Bible says he was in the world. He was in the world. And the world was made by him. The world was made by him. I don't know what is in the world that you are looking for. I don't know what is in the world. Are you in the world? Is there something in the world that you are looking for? The Bible says 
He was in the world and the world was made by him. So you, you would, you, anything that you will need in the world was made by him. Wouldn't you be glad to have this person by your side? He says, he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. And the world knew him not. <laughs> it's amazing. Then he says, he came unto his own. He came unto who? His own. You see, everyone, if you are coming into the world, you will come in a particular area. Eugene, isn't that so? If you are coming into the world, you will come in a particular area. You have to, you, you have to appear in a particular town. You have to appear in a particular neighborhood. Do you understand? You have to appear through a particular family. If you are entering the world, you will come through certain channel. You have to come through a woman who will be your mother. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Who will have a, a, a sister, who will have a brother, who will have other children. Do you understand? So he came unto his own. The world knew him not. And he came unto his own. And his own, say his own. His own. His own received him not. I want you to really have patience and listen very carefully to what I'm sharing with you. He says his own received him not. But as many as received him. As many as received him, received him to honor him, welcome him, acknowledge him, as many as received him, to them, to them, give the reward that is upon him, the prophet's reward. If you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. So as many as received him, to them also he gave power to become like him, to become the sons of God. So, should you understand the word of God? He gave power because they receive him. If you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive the prophet's reward, the reward of a prophet. So, if there's a power of the Son of God, when you receive him, you receive it. So, he says, As many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe in his name. That means anyone that receives him, he gives you power to become the son of God. That means if you receive him as the son of God, then that grace or that reward of a son of God, as you have entered in the world and you are the son of God, you have also become so. You have received the power to become that. Amen. Amen. So I was not surprised when Jesus said in John 14 and verse 12 that verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth in me, you receive me, you honor me. He that believeth in me or on me, the works that I do, shall you do also. If you receive me, you believe me, then the way, because I have given you power to become the son of God, then the works that I do, shall you do also and even greater works. Clap for Jesus. Wow. Now, here's a problem for you and I. The problem is that God never intends to make the messengers that or the prophets that he sends to us appear in some superhuman form or some supernatural form. That is our problem. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? God never intends, because then it will be easy. It will be very easy if, you know, if you, you, we have a gathering service, and then we finish praise and worship, and then 
Pastor Chiani stands here and says, let's welcome our angel, the servant of God that God has given us. And then, you see, and then I fly, I fly from the sky with my wings. And then as soon as I come here, I just fold my wings in my back like that. I mean, a lot of you will bow your heads. You go on your knees. You will begin to cry. Everything that will come out of my, my mouth, you receive it with all your heart. Some of you will, in fact, record it to have it immediately because the podcast may delay. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Unfortunately, that is not how God presents his servants to us. God does not send his servants in that manner. And this is the reason why, why many pastors have been forced to appear mystical. You know, you, you, because they want you to receive them. And they want you to appear, they want you to see that they are mystical. I'm sharing a message from Bishop's book, Anna People who honor. Do you understand? Those who honor you. Those who honor you. It's one of the loyalty series. And one of Bishop's new books. And I will encourage all of you to have that. It's a very powerful book. Do you understand? And read it and you'll be blessed. Amen. Amen. You see, this is the reason why many pastors now appear to be mystical. They have to come in a certain way. They finish preaching and then they vanish. Do you understand? They, you, they, you cannot have any association with them. And, you know, but that is not how God wants us to be. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? That is, how, that is not how God wants us to be. God does not want that to appear mystical to you. God doesn't want his prophets, he doesn't present them to be mystical. So yes, you can introduce a prayer topic and I as a pastor, I will join and we are praying. We are praying and the scripture that you quote, I join and we are praying together. We are on the line and we are all praying. We are here, we are all praying together. I mean, because of your desires for mystical things, certain pastors will not do that with you. But that's not our church. I mean, of course, as a pastor, you also have to have certain times because there are other people's burden that you ought to be waiting on the Lord for. So you set time aside on yourself to just pray. But we also avail ourselves to pray with you and any person. You can choose a topic and you are sharing on the topic. We are giving a topic, get scriptures, you open the Bible and then we are praying. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. So God does not intend for us to have mystical appearance. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 1. I hope you understand what I'm sharing with you. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 1. It says, For every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God. Every high priest He said, for every high priest taken from among men, God will always take his servant, his prophet, from amongst men, from amongst you, every one of them. And is ordained for men in things pertaining to God. In things pertaining to God. That means how God wants to deal with you, he has chosen a servant from amongst you. So you will be so ignorant not to know the scripture and when God has chosen one from amongst you, you say, oh, but who is he? Who is she? And you are fighting the person. And you can't work with the person. And you are resisting the person. Because the person, you, the person was just recently amongst us and who is he or who is she? But the Bible says he, every high priest Taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God. So if you ignore that high priest who has been chosen from, you are ignoring things pertaining to God. 
Amen. You are not treating things pertaining to God with honor and with respect and with value. And he says that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. And look, he says he chooses one who can have compassion on the ignorance. One who can have compassion. This is the reason God has to choose from amongst men. I'm teaching you a very important subject that many people have issue with. And I am breaking the scriptures down so you will understand. Amen. 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 He says that the one who can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way. On them that God chooses servants like that. God chooses servants who have hearts for that. So you see, when someone is misbehaving, if you are misbehaving and we are looking at you like that, you are, you are committing certain sins and we are allowing you to do certain things in the church, it is because God has chosen such a person who will have compassion for your behavior. Amen. Amen. And it's not that we are ignorant of your behavior. It's not that we are ignorant of your, your talking. How you talk about even the man of God. It's not that we are ignorant. But we still have to have compassion for you. Because you have gone off the way. You have gone off the way. We don't, it's not that we don't know that you are a thief. Or it's not that we don't know that you, you steal. Or it's not that we don't know that you are a liar. You know, because sometimes some of you, you are sitting down and you, you are saying, Pastor, he doesn't know this person. If he knows this person and his behavior or her behavior, if he knows that this person is doing this in the church, he, I, I'm not ignorant of that. But God chooses one from amongst men who will have compassion that the one who has gone out of the way, that person will also still welcome that person. Amen. Amen. Has somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. One who can have compassion on the ignorant. There are some people, they are ignorant. They feel very strongly about what they believe and what they are doing. And they feel that it's the right thing. And as you are standing in, they don't understand why. But you see, it's ignorance. And when you are welcome, it doesn't mean that we are not aware of that. And on them that are out of the way, for that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. The priest also has sins. The priest also has issues. God will choose. So if you see the priest, that is why you have to stop talking about pastors. You have to stop talking about pastors. God is very much aware of what is happening. Amen. Amen. Some of you, you talk about pastors. You judge. Some of you, you say you will not go to church again because of a pastor's behavior. Some of you, when you are praying, you don't know the pastor is also praying for forgiveness of sins. So you are listening to hear the pastor. What is he praying? What forgiveness is he praying about? May the Lord punish your ears. You stop praying and then you are listening. What is it? I can hear the pastor's voice. What is he asking for? Ah. I can hear. I can hear. I know things. He says, and by reason hereof. He ought as for the people, so also for himself to offer for sin. For this reason, for this same reason, just for the people, he also has to make sacrifices and offers for himself, for his sins. And the Bible says, and no man 
taketh this honor. Say this honor. This honor unto himself. That means the pastor that you are seeing like that, the pastor that you, you think is like this, God has bestowed honor on him. So if God has, you see, no one take it, this honor, that means there's honor on him. The one that is chosen from amongst men. He says, and no man take it, this honor unto himself, but he that is called of God, as was Aaron. God himself is the one that places the honor. So it, it, is, it behooves you, or it is to your benefit to acknowledge this person with all honor because God has placed honor on him. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. How many of you know Elijah? Do you know Elijah? Five people, you know about Elijah. You heard about Elijah. How many people have heard about Elijah? Who was Elijah? He was a prophet. He was a prophet. Elijah was a prophet. And look, James chapter 5 and verse 17, the Bible says, Elias, or Elijah, was a man subject to like passion as we are. Elias was a man subject to like passion. He was a man full of passion, just like you. And he prayed earnestly. The same man. The same man. Are you with me? And he prayed earnestly. He prayed earnestly. The same man who is just like you, with passion. But he is called a prophet. God has bestowed certain honor on him. And so, he says, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Wow. Wow. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruits. Amazing. The New Living Translation says, listen, are you awake? Are you with me? It says, Elijah was as human as we are. He was as human just as you. When Elijah also sees beautiful girls, the same feelings that you have, you, 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 what are you looking at? you feel sleepy, I want you to stand up because the enemy is putting you to sleep. I'm telling you. The enemy is putting you to sleep. This is a very important message. And I want you to really understand. Because I'm getting ready to pour water on you. If I see you sleeping. That will make, I, how many of you agree that if I pour water on you, you wake up? You wake up. Yes. He says, Elijah was as human as we are. He was as human as you. And yet, when he prayed earnestly that no rain will fall, none fell for three and a half years. None fell. Man subject to like passion. Human as you are. And then he says, then when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. Wow. wow. Say wow. wow. You see, but you see, people who are close to him, regardless of these, they don't honor him. People who are close to him, seeing him with the way he dressed. How many of you are aware of how Elijah used to dress, the kind of foods he eats, the places where they don't honor him, they don't acknowledge him, they don't respect him. And so even he did this, Ahab, you know, Elijah has to run away. And the Bible says Ahab was looking for him. Now when Elijah, God told Elijah to go back and meet Ahab, he met Obadiah. And he told Obadiah, go and tell your master that he should come and meet me. Obadiah said, then just shoot me. 
because even nations, since you, be, you did this thing, you see, he wasn't afraid. He was looking for him. He said, since you did this thing, he's going through nations. He has gone through nations. And every nation, when he comes and he, he says, we have not found Elijah, he makes the whole nation swear. That if you, if you say you have not found him, swear. Because if I find him in your nation, it means that you are all gone. So, but I said, this is what he's doing to nations. Now, you want me to go and tell this man Ahab that you are here. And you, the, the Lord Spirit takes you away. Two seconds, you are lost. So, I will go and bring this Ahab. And then when I come, you are not here. And I have fooled Ahab. Now, please, master, just put gun and shoot me so that this is finished. That means Ahab had no respect for him. Ahab had no respect for him. Even. Besides all the miracles. Do you understand? And then when he finally met Ahab and he brought all his prophets and they did all these wild things and all the prophets died. Ahab went home and told his wife, Jezebel. He said, come and hear this. Ahab, when Ahab first of all, when Ahab met him, instead of acknowledging him and saying, you are a wild man of God. For what you have done, he said, You are the troubler of Israel. You know, there are some of you, you say wild, wild things about pastors. Then. Be careful. Be careful. You see this? Why is it? Why are we doing this for him? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? You see this? Why are we doing this for him? Oh, it's too much. Ah, I asked my pastor, you know, it's too much. Is this? And then talking, 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 talking. Listen, if you cannot participate, Keep quiet. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't do anything. Amen. Don't do anything. Oh, it's too much. There is nothing like too much when it comes to a servant of God. There is nothing like too much. You don't know. That is why. You don't know. Elijah, kings, kings, kings gathered to come look for him. It's you who does not have value. So when Jezebel heard about that, he went home, Ahab went home and told Jezebel, his wife, what the prophet has done to all their prophets who bow before Baal. Jezebel, a woman, she sent a message to Elijah. And he said, go and tell that guy. Go and tell him that when I lay my hands on him, I will show him where the pepper lies. Me, Jezebel. So this man, he, you see, you have to be very careful. He put Elijah in a, in, in a spree. Elijah began to run when he heard the message from this girl. Some of, you, some of you girls, your mouth says certain strong things. Jezebelic mouth. Amen. Don't join Jezebelics that are in the church. Don't join them. Amen. Don't join them. People who gather and turn or talk about other people and all kinds, don't join them. Amen. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Elijah, was. the Bible says that in the wilderness, he ran for one day trip. One day he was still running. Whole day, 24 hours, he was running because of Jezebel. Hallelujah. The same with Elisha. When he was prophesying about the fruit that was to come, the officer that was with him in 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1. 2 Kings chapter 7, let's look at it quickly. 2 Kings chapter 7 and verse 1. He says, Elisha replied, listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. By this time tomorrow in the markets of Samaria, five quarts of 
choice flour will cost only one piece of silver and 10 quarts of 10 quarts of barley grain will cost only one piece of silver. The officer assisting the king said to the man of God, that, could, that couldn't happen even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. You see, a prophet is speaking. So some of you, sometimes when the prophet is prophesying over your life and say, this is going to happen to you, that's going to happen to you, you, you see, you look at the circumstances. There's no way you, you are going to drive a BMW or a Mercedes-Benz. You look at your job. And, but when the prophet is opening his mouth to see, receive it. Amen. That you will also drive a brand new car. Receive it. Amen. That you will also move into a five-bedroom house. Receive it. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. So he says, even if God was to open the whole windows of heaven, this can never happen. It's impossible because he was looking at the situation. But it is different. When the prophet is speaking, it does not depend on situation. It does not depend on the condition. It does not depend on the weather. It does not depend on your degree. It does not depend on your status. It does not depend on your color. It does not depend on your accent. When the prophet is speaking, it is dependent on the words that are coming out of the mouth of the prophet. Amen. Amen. So Elisha said, but Elisha replied, you will see it happen with your own eyes, but you won't be able to eat any of it. Amen. Amen. You understand? You see, so when you are familiar with the person, when you, are, you know the person as a man, you see, because if Elisha had appeared from nowhere, and had come to speak like this, perhaps he will keep quiet. But he knows this, Elisha. You are here with us when we are all hungry. So if you were, you were some super prophet, why, why didn't you just have food in your house that everybody could have come and eat? You know? Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? You see, sometimes you look at even the prophet, what he has, and then you say, oh, if you, if you, if you are a prophet that can cause all of this to come, why are you having a headache? Why are you having a cold? Why are you sick? Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So why am I teaching you all this? Because, you see, it becomes even very dangerous. It becomes a dangerous place for you to be when, one, you are dealing with a human being with like passion just as you are and two, when that person is so close to you and you are so familiar with that person, it becomes very difficult for you now to receive that person and honor that person. If somebody understand what I'm sharing with you, it becomes very difficult for you to receive. It becomes very difficult for you to honor it becomes very difficult for you to now see this person as supernatural to you in your heart. Because it is a place that nobody wants to be. But that is how God has made it. That is how God has arranged it. Hallelujah. And so Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6 and verse 1. Look at this. Mark chapter 6 and verse 1. He says, and he went out from thence. Are you understanding the word of God this afternoon? And he went out from thence and came into his own country. Say his own country. He came into his own country and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished. Many hearing him in the church preach, they were astonished, saying, from whence hath this man these things? When they heard him preach, when they heard him teaching, when he opened the scriptures and began to teach them, 
The Bible says that when they heard him, they were astonished. They were amazed. The wisdom that was coming out of his mouth. How his words were directly directed to their lives, applicable to their lives. They were astonished that a man can break the scriptures like that. That a man can teach the scriptures like that. So initially when they heard him, you, you see the astonishment. Saying, from whence had this man these things? And what wisdom is this that is given unto him? What kind of wisdom is this? That means it baffles our mind. That even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. This is their own description. This is their own description of the same person. That they see mighty works. They see such great wisdom that they have not seen before. And they were wondering. Bible talks about astonishment. They were astonished. That means the words, they were so graceful. Hallelujah. And they began to question. You see, this is the problem. They began now to dig the roots. They began now because, you see, people cannot associate great, mighty works with ordinary people. People cannot acknowledge and accept that God can choose men from amongst us, ordinary men with like passion, and anoint them with power that they can do great works. So when they begin to do that, you begin to analyze and find out what is about him that is different from you. How can he talk like this that you can't talk? What is about him that you don't have? What is it that is about him? And you begin to wonder. Amen. Amen. So now, they begin to analyze. They begin to analyze because they saw mighty works. And we are like that. When great things are happening, when we are doing things, you say, ah, but who is he? Oh. Ah. Oh, please. Ah. Ah. It's not. So look at this. They said, it's not this the carpenter. Ah, it's not this guy who has been walking around with the chest, carrying the chest on his head, and carrying wood and hammer. It's not this the carpenter, the son of Mary. You see, they have to break it down to find out perhaps there's something about him that is different. So let's analyze. It's not this the carpenter. Yes, the carpenter, the son of Mary. Yes, the son of Mary. You see, and there are some people, they are like that. When you ask, then they add. <laughs> when you ask, then they add. It's not just the carpenter, that's him. The same guy. And they are adding. The same guy, and then they add extra with the broken pants, always his pants like hanging, you know, his legs like K, he's walking like this. The same, this, and they add more. You just ask, it's not just the carpenter. They will say, they will just say that it's the carpenter. It's not just the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James. You see, the analysis, the brother of James. Okay, let's analyze his brother. Does his brother do such things? The brother of James. And Joseph, and of Judah, and Simon. Don't we go to the city? We went to the same kindergarten. We saw him, his mouth always drooling. Every time you come, you wake up in the morning, things in his eyes. He has not even taken a bath. And his mother is beating him, bring him to school. It's not the same guy. He's, oh, that's the same guy. It's not this guy who every time in school he was getting into trouble. The same guy. Oh. It's not just the carpenter's son, the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon. What is unique about his brothers? Are not his sisters here with us? It's not like they are from some, you know, they, they didn't bring them from, you know, another country even. 
like they dropped them from heaven. Are not his brothers and sisters here with us? And after the analysis, the astonishment went away. The excitement went away. How they saw him went away. He says, and they were offended at him. They were offended at him. You see, some people get offended when someone is lifted up. Some people get offended when one woman gets married. They get offended. They get offended. I was here before she came. You see, who said that is first confessor? Who said that is first confessor? How can, how did the men, they can't see we have been here for a long time. It's not who has been here for a long time. Your attitude, your attitude. I was here. I've been here for a long time. Look at this. This one, she just came and look, all the men are after her. She just came and all, and I've been here for a long time doing all these things, doing the church work. I have been here sweeping the church, doing this. You know, you have been sweeping the church with your buttocks and the men are not looking because you have another attitude. It's not who has been here a long time. When I hear you complain like that, you see what I'll do to you. First come, first serve. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. He says, and they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, listen. He says, a prophet is not without honor. A prophet, when God chooses a prophet, he bestows honor on him. He always bestows honor. He chooses them from amongst men, but he always, he said, a prophet is not without honor. God will not choose any prophet that has no honor. He said, a prophet is not without honor, but only certain places. And where is that? In his own country. And among his own kings. That means among his own people. That means people who come from the same place that he comes from. People who are the, like close to him. People who speak the same language that he speaks. Among his own kin. People who are of the same color as him. And in his own house. That means in his own church. In his own church. They don't acknowledge him. They don't acknowledge him. You know, our prophet, he's acknowledged worldwide. You see, when he goes to another place, the, almost the whole city, they are at the airport, lying on the street to welcome him. Are you surprised when mighty works are done among such people? But we are so used to, we are used to him many years coming to camp and we are sitting down and we just rise. I'm preaching. And we think the noise is enough. Ah, oh, we'll be happy. It's enough. Start the preaching. Let's move. Amen. So you see that he goes to another place. Look at the guy. How many of you were at the camp? Look at this guy who came to the camp. Look at the passion with his, he was speaking. He came. Nobody, he came on his own. He came because he heard that the prophet is here. This white guy, he came. Look at how he was speaking with passion. And he said, you people, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. What is in your midst? What is standing in your midst? You don't know. And we don't acknowledge it because he's a person from our own country, amongst our own kings, and in our own house, in our own church, his children. We don't honor him. And the Bible says, when that happens, the prophet who does mighty works the prophet whose messages are astonishing. The prophet who does great works. You see, look at the mighty works that God is using the prophet to do. 
You can only but say God is with him. No man can do these things. No man can do these things except God be with him. So Jesus said, when that happens, when the person comes to his own people and God does not give you the grace to overcome familiarity and receive him in the name of a prophet, the Bible says, and he could there, there, do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he looked at them. And the Bible says he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went around about the villages teaching. And the great works that these people who didn't know him, mighty works that were happening. Hallelujah. Now this is where the children of this great prophet, we don't want to be. This is the place that we never want to be. We don't want to be in a place where we do not acknowledge and value this great gift. This is a gift of our generation. And I want us, I want us to receive him in the name of a prophet that we will receive a prophet's reward. Next week, I want everyone, everyone, look, I am the under shepherd. He is our pastor. He is the reason why we are all here. And I want us to acknowledge him on this day, which we have set aside in our church to honor him. Because we want the blessings, we want the power, the great works that God is rotting in his hands. He says that when we receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you know, many of us, many of us, we say that we receive the reward of the prophet. Many of you have seen, and all of you have seen, the great things that the Lord is using him to do. There is nothing that he will touch that the Lord does not magnify. Anything, he says, I am doing this, then the Lord blows it up. Anything, he says, oh, we, I'm going to have someone who will use these soundtracks to sing and do this. The Lord blows it up. I'm going to leave the church and go to these little kids and start teaching them. The Lord blows it up. I'm going to start building churches around, lay foundation. The Lord blows it up, and it's worldwide. And the, that gift, that gift, that reward that God has given him, that whatever he touches, it gets magnified. The Bible says anyone who receives him in that name, that reward will also be given to you. That reward will also be given to you. Hallelujah. And that is the place we want to be. That as children of this house, we will acknowledge him and we will receive a prophet's reward. Put your hands together for the Lord and we will continue next week when we meet here. Please stand to your feet and let's bring the service to a close. Lord. Father, we are grateful. We are thankful. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the light that you have thrown in our lives to open our ears, to open our eyes, to behold such great things out of your law. We thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We are thankful and grateful for your goodness. We thank you, Lord for the great servant that you have given us. We thank you, Lord, that we are alive in this generation to witness the great works, the mighty works that you are doing through this servant. We are thankful, Lord, that you have included us in the family that you have given to him. We are grateful that we are in this church today. We thank you, Lord, that you ordered our steps to be here. And Lord, we pray that you will deliver us Deliver us from the spirit of the countryman. Deliver us from the spirit of a kinsman. Deliver us from the spirit of the same house. May we not develop that familiarity that cuts us off from the prophet's honor, that cuts us off from acknowledging the prophet that you have set in our midst. But Lord, may we honor this great servant that we also will receive a prophet's reward. 
we thank you lord in jesus name amen now with all eyes closed and every head bow you are here this afternoon you are not born again you want to give your life to jesus i want you to lift up your hand wherever you are lift up your right hand and say i want to receive jesus as my savior you are here you don't know where you will go if you were to die today you are not sure where you are going you are saying pastor pray with me i want to receive jesus as my savior i want to receive jesus as my lord if that is your prayer beloved lift up your right hand wherever you are and i'll pray with you don't leave this place without receiving jesus don't leave this place without welcoming jesus into your life i want to pray with you a short prayer with you anyone here like that anyone here like that lift up your hand where i can see it this is between you and your lord is there anyone here like that father we thank you for the gift of salvation we thank you for the gift of your son in jesus name amen why don't you clap your hands together for jesus as you take your seats we believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message we invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Duel of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North Podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.